It depends. Welcome, everyone. It's Ephes Fulfillo again. You know, I'm joined by Mr. Titi and Ebzade. And man, I hope everyone is doing well. You know, it's another episode. So, gents, how are you guys doing? How are you guys? Oh, uh, from my side, I was just saying, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I'm, I'm a bit sick. I'm high on flu medication right now. But yeah, I'm taking it day by day, as he said. <laughs> Hey, yeah. Mr. T- on your side. Yeah, man, I'm dismissing the show, man. It 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 feels like it's been more than a week since we had our last show, man. So, hey, so yeah, this is this has been uh, it's funny. This is a part of my life now, so it seems to be a very, it's, it seems to be a habit now that I enjoy. So, hey, 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 yeah, Ooh. I was I was not uh, yeah. You were not okay. I was not okay. I knew something was kind of shorty. Yes, uh, I felt it too. I felt it too. But December had me distracted there for a while. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, man. F is fulfilled. F is fulfilled is the main chick. You know what I mean? The main chick. You know, <laughs> 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 no, I am not condoning what I just said. This is a joke for humorous purposes. I do not partake in any of the sports in any which way. <laughs> I hope people do not take it the wrong way. <laughs> no. So, James, it's not even the wifey. It's the, it's the main. <laughs> hey, there's, 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 baby there's a steps. difference, eh? Baby steps. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, so Jens, the topic is fear, man. The topic is fear, Jens. The topic is fear. And man, man, ah, let me let me just start it all off, man. Let me start it all off. So hmm, we live in constant fear, right? And sometimes we're kind of like aware of it and sometimes you're not. And it's kind of like how we we're kind of conditioned, like from a small age, you know, like stuff. So so that like we can find a little path there in life. So, you know, this fear, we, we kind of live with it every 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 single day. And, you know, I'll start it all off from, from, from when we were young, you know, being taught things so that, like, we can grasp it faster. Fear was the one that was used to, so that, like, yeah, you know, it can become instilled so that you know that, hey, the stuff bends, the stuff bends. But then, yeah, every now and then, you still want to touch the stove. But, you know, as long as you know what the stove does. So today, right, today's episode will center on that. And then, like, yeah, man, the first question is going to be very personal. Very, 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 very personal. And it's going to take you back a bit. So the first question is, growing up, growing up as a child, what did you fear <laughs> what did you fear um i'm gonna go first and say um i i used to get whipped when i was young so and uh all in the name of i believe they would re- my parents would reason as for and say disciplinary reasons um and some shouting then and there so in a broader context i was more fearful of 
their negative judgment towards me or some negative uh, response uh, to something I did or something I said. So that was more, yeah, my typical childhood fears of disappointing my parents because, uh, yeah, what comes next was, yeah, most my in most times, uh, most of my childhood days, uh, my early childhood days, not really so, um, yeah, enjoyable. Mr. Hmm. 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 Yeah, uh, on my side, it's, this one is a bit uh, controversial, but <laughs> growing up, uh, I was, the thing that I feared the most was the dark. Uh, I remember there was a point where I couldn't sleep with the light off. I'd, I'd sleep with the light on so that I could see everything that's going on. You know what I'm and funny mm-hmm. enough, uh, even I, I think I might have discovered this a couple of weeks ago. I think I might still be afraid of the dark. But yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I've always been afraid of the dark. The boogeyman. Yeah, that's pitch black. That pitch black darkness. It's creepy. Yeah. Damn, damn, damn. Yeah. But, but yeah, though, I don't like um, taking your fear a bit further. I've I've kind of like experienced the situation where, um, yeah, I was I remember experiencing a darkness that you could actually feel or touch, man. It's like it was thick, <laughs> crazy, crazy way to explain it, but yeah. Mm. You're saying a darkness that you can feel, like touch, touch actually. Jeez, well, how how is that? I don't understand. It's 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 almost like how can I put this? It's almost like um, something like mist. Um, it's like it's like it's like a thick kind of cloud or something like that. It's like you can't really grasp it, but it's more of like you can uh, you you feel it more. It's not just kind of like your you can't, you don't sense it through your eyes anymore, just alone. But you can actually feel that it's kind of heavy in some kind of way. So I don't have the best words to describe it, but yeah, I think it was once or when I experienced that, but it was just yeah. Some yeah, weird, weird feeling. A darkness you could touch. Yeah. What? You're talking about like monsters and shit? Nah, I'm not even talking about stuff like when I was really young, man. It's like recently, like, um, must be, could be early this year, last year, I don't know. Other years, but yeah. Within memory right now. Ancestors are speaking. I don't know, man. I always those small things. Like I, mm. I you know, say you watch a movie and then you go ahead and sleep and then you know you wake up in the middle of the night and then it's 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 dark, right? And then now you're just starting to see weird. You know, you like the maybe there's like a fan there next to the door, but then now because like you're waking up from a dream, you're looking at the fan and it's in the darkness. So the the, the shadow now it's more of a shadow or like a silhouette, and then you're looking at it on some mm, maybe maybe that is not my fan, maybe that is actually something. <laughs> <laughs> it is not my fan. There's something there in the dark trying to get me. Shit. So me, would it have to be those weird, like, hey, man, nightmares, man. 
night, not nightmares themselves, but I don't know, waking up at night and just it's pitch dark. Fuck, it's dark. And then like you 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 just there, you know, alone, alone in the dark. It, it, it was always that for me. It was always that. Yeah, it was, it was weird. You know? Yeah. I guess it's kind of like a fear of the dark in essence. So, right, this fear thing, right? We see this fear again, right? As kids, and then our parents leave us, and then I don't know about your parents, but then, hey, mine always had this thing of just, you know, on, uh, hitting me on some, hey, go and fetch your shoes. And then, ah, me, I'm there, you know, my sneakers, trying to wear my sneakers. You know, I'm there, my laces in my hands, trying to, 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 to like, tie them into, like, those little bunny ears. And then, ah, I'm very clueless. You know, I walk out the door, and then, they are gone. They are gone. Yeah. Go and fetch your shoes, and then they are gone. Ah, and little nigga starts crying, little nigga starts crying, little nigga starts crying, you know? Like it's those those things. So like, what exactly would you say that that little five, let's say five year old for 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 like for context, that little five year old exactly is, is is fearing or like kids in 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 that stage of their life. What exactly do 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 are they fearing when their parents leave leave them like that? Well, what fear could, could we say that is? I'd say it's the fear of abandonment. <clears throat> yeah because the, the brain somehow realizes that it's very vulnerable and most of the time food shelter it's not the one responsible for providing that so it hasn't really thought of a process of how to survive so it's survival it's a, uh, the, the child's uh, survival the brain has somehow figured out that it's um it's very dependent on um the efforts of the people you know, older than that child. So it realizes that there's a lot of danger besides, you know, yeah, surrounding, surrounding, surrounding the child. And, you know, for some funny reason, uh, it's more safer or it feels, it feels uh, like, you know, uh, that it, it is more likely to survive to have somebody older or, yeah, older than themselves. Abandonment. <laughs> Mr. Dewu. Your take uh, from, from, from my side. <clears throat> first, I'd like to point out that I can't relate to that one. <laughs> I can't relate to that one because, <laughs> because growing up, I've always had anxiety. So uh, it was the other way around. My parents would always force me to go with them, but I'd want to stay in the house. You know what I'm saying? Oh. So, oh. yeah, <laughs> I can't relate to that one. Oh, shoot. Uh, so, just so to comment on that, uh, I like to think it's it's FOMO, uh, fear of missing out. Mm. As a kid, you want to experience everything with your parents and do everything with your parents, but them leaving you behind, so you have that fear of missing out. So yeah, FOMO. We have FOMO, and we have the fear of abandonment. Mm. It's going to be an interesting little world we're going to dive into today. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but let's dive into it. So let's explore this little child's journey even further, right? The kid grows up yeah. and, you know, he comes to the realization that, ah, like they will say, you know, I, it's fine. I'm not 
I'm not gonna play this game of of uh, my parents saying, "Ah, go fetch your shoes," and then I come back and then ah, they're gone. Ah, it's fine. If they're gonna leave me, they must just leave me. It's fine. You know. So like the child transitions into like, let's say, so let's say primary primary school phase. Let's see, we 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 are this kid, and then now we are going primary school phase. We went five years old. Our parents abandoning us. To, to, to go into to, to primary now. So it's like that now. It's new school, new environment, new friends, new behaviors. Obviously, within a group, that there's like common fears, right? And then now, the question that I'm going to ask is, to which degree do friendships and like people we know affect the way we perceive the world in reference to like their fears? Is it likely that we can fear things because other people fear them too? Yeah, I'd li- I like to think definitely because we live in an integrated society uh, whereby we depend on one another for information. Right? For instance, going back to evolution, uh, say maybe we're in the, I don't know, say in the jungle or in the field somewhere hunting, you always depend on on the other person's reaction for you to react, you know. So, for instance, if you if you're out there and then the person sees a lion, their eyes light up. You see their eyes light up, then you know automatically that something's wrong. So you have to react based on their reaction for you to stay safe. Right? So even in the modern world, I like to think it's still the same thing, where you listen to other people's fears and kind of adopt them in order to to uh survive and like the 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 other question would be like to which degree does that actually influence us uh the degree i'd like to use my it depends card so it would depend on uh the relationship you have with that person you're interacting with the the duration of time i mean the duration that you react you interact with that person the nature of the relationship and all that. So it depends on, on these uh, parameters. Mm. So it depends on the on the nature of the relationship as well as the parameter of the, like, the relationship itself. And we have adopted this because of evolution. Mm. Mr. T, what is your take? Yeah. We have evolution on the floor. <laughs> we, have, we, have um... Darwin, we have Darwin on the floor. <laughs> I probably might say something related to that as well. So mm-hmm. I'll just say, man, it's um, it's for the need to survive, man. So I've heard. So I'm not really that good in terms of uh, biological uh, fact, but or neuro neurological fact. But I've heard that um, as part of the DNA, there's some information that can pass down to you know um from generation to generation. So in so saying. Um, some of the information that we are born with or some of the things that are in our DNA today, these go like some, like there's a certain uh, patch of information that goes down very, like to the very first few people who are ever alive or who we can consider as humans. So over the years, we have come to, you know, we have come to like, you know, it's it's very interesting how um, a baby I was already afraid of certain things like before in so many ways uh like certain animals like uh you don't have to say 
too much, but the but the baby is already afraid of those certain animals. It's the first time seeing that animal, but that baby is already kind of like freaked out. So uh, it doesn't really happen to all of, all of the babies, but it's something like that. So all I'm saying, like, you know, it's kind of like already an indication that some fears we don't really choose them. It's just part of the DNA that we carry. And um, okay, what happens when we actually within the environment and the people we surround ourselves with? So, you know, um, it's like the mind is, al- is always in a, in a state of, okay, uh, positioning itself in the best way it could survive from the energy you release or the effort that you put into a lot of things that you come across. So, and like, you know, it's like um, once a person tells you of something, your mind is already processing how big of a risk it is to you. So if it tells you of something that, hey, man, generally speaking, you are in your most vulnerable state or it's out of your control. For example, they tell you of a being that is that lurks in the darkness. You don't you know for a fact your brain recognizes that you have a poor vision. So and you don't really see that well. So you can't really make up what being is in the darkness. So you can't really understand the risk that is lurking out there. You can't comprehend what's the next thing you should do. And if you were to mitigate or try to uh, find the most logical scenario, you can't really because it's a being you can't see in the darkness. So automatically, if they tell you of such a being, like your typical your monster under the bed, your typical those made-up names, your Candyman, all this, or what are what names, um, yeah, your brain recognizes that fear like it really can't come like it can't really process or comprehend that danger so in most cases it keeps it keeps the fear at bay like the more it hears the more information it has of that uh, kind of fear the more the more the more that fear grows in that in your brain because your brain now starts recognizing it as a very big threat because it has enough information to really understand the depth uh, of how, like, you know, of how out of depth it is in terms of combating that fear and so many variables out of its control. So it's, 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 under, it's basically under the mercy of whatever variables are within that kind of scenario. So it's like, you know, it, so basically what I'm saying is in a nutshell, your brain is always, it has this survival functioning mode and it always ranks certain fears on how to survive and how not to survive. Well, and then Gana, what was the second question? Uh, the degree to which uh, the people we hang out with influence our fears, the degree. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I believe like, you know, uh, fear is something learned. So it's information acquired and compiled and kind of like patched in a certain way in the, according to the brain. So it's like, you know, it patches in a, in a very interesting way. So, and that's, that package can be easily transferred to the next brain and the brain recognizes as it is and sees it as a threat. So it all depends on how other people that you live around, how much of, how, like how, like, you know, in terms of uh, how they process their fears, and what they do about their fears. Like if the people around you um, acknowledge that they have fears and bend to their fears and see not to see beyond or function beyond those fears, it is much, it's, it's, it's very much likelier for them to project their fears onto you. 
like um it was this was show um this was a movie my bad it's it's unfortunate i forgot the, the specific um code it's the movie i, I believe it's apocalypto uh there's a there's a it's a Mel Gibson. it's directed by Mel Gibson. so very good movie so like one of <laughs> I even knew the 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 lead character's name, but this now for God, he had a weird name, but nah. But... Jacob Paul. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Jacob Paul's dad said something about fear that is like he says it's like fear, um, like something related to a disease or virus. It spreads. Like the moment one, the moment one person has it in a village, it's the whole village is in danger of having that fear. So he was like, "Say when you have fear, don't let it in, don't invite it in, but stay it out because once it once it it, it consumes you and it will consume the rest of the village." <laughs> We have evolution uh, stating that fear is a is evolutionary, and then Mr. T here explaining that fear. Yeah, can be spread and 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 no, you you stood on the same context of evolution as, as and then as a survival. Fears like yeah, fears like you know it's a survival mechanism that we 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 have. Yeah, uh, just to go back a little bit, um, Evoho, you mentioned that you didn't relate to 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 the kid being left, you know, with him still tying the his shoelaces. And then you mentioned all you ever wanted was for your parents to actually leave you, leave you. So, what fear did you harbor in yourself? Uh, I don't understand the question. You mean uh, in terms of you said, staying behind? Was that was that a form of fear, or was it just uh, what, what was that? I'd like to believe it was, uh, yeah, it was a form of fear because it's anxiety, right? So interacting with people um, and whatnot. So yeah, it was a kind of fear. Okay. So so far we have anxiety. We have FOMO. We have um. I don't know what was the third one. Abandonment. Fear of abandonment. Yay! Yeah. Hey, people. people. Can, I, can I add something? Yeah. Can I add something? Yeah. Yeah. In in addition to that, I'd also like to think that it was also a form of. A phobia, in a way, mm. but yeah. Okay, phobias. Hey, we have means we, we are working with a lot of fears, Miss. Hmm? We're just out here working in society with a lot of fears. Yes, yes. Yeah. Back to this little kid who is in 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 primary in the primary school phase. So you know this this yeah this kid that is transitioning. You know he has a little a little missus that is sitting across the table. But he, he you know, he, he or she, you, he or she has either a missus or a master, so that I do not marginalize anyone. <clears throat> so you know, the, the this kid does not have the courage to actually go there. What, what would you say is actually the fear that is causing this kid to just sit in one place? I mean, the 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 girl or guy is right there in front of them, but ah, every day, every day, every day is the same story. 
every day is the same thing. So what is that? I'd, I'd like to think there are two things at play. Yeah. Uh, fear of rejection. Fear of it's the same thing. Fear of rejection and fear of failure. Is it the <laughs> same thing? Nah, it's not. No, no, it's not. Is it? Nah, it's not. You fear being rejected. Which, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's it's the two things: fear of failure and fear of rejection. <laughs> just just to expand on it. Uh, so <clears throat> with the fear of rejection, I believe we mentioned this in, in earlier episodes, but we human beings with you living in your body, you experience everything that's within you, and then people see a different you. Now, with you living in your body 24-7, you don't get a break to, you know, see it from a different lens or a different perspective. So you always get this feeling of inadequacy. You feel like you're not enough for other people or something. And then that's where the the fear of rejection comes in. You think this person is going to reject me or something. Then with the fear of failure, you just don't want to fail. Mm. And then, so you just don't do it. Mm. And since we're referencing movies, uh, one other movie that also mentioned here with a different perspective is, uh, I don't know if you guys know it, but uh, what's it called? After Earth. Oh, uh, by Will Smith. Yeah, yeah. That's when he was explaining how fear doesn't exist. Uh, I don't know if you also mentioned that acronym, the false evidence appearing real or something. But yeah, it's also a good one. Oh, still, still on Angle Smith. Uh, here's, I, I've, I've came across this quote. What does he say? He says, uh, fear, fear is irrational. Fear is, is, I think he says fear is irrational. Fear is not real, but danger is real. So, you know, there's, there, there always needs to be a differentiation between danger and fear. That's what I got from that quote. So, still on Will Smith. Uh, Mr. T, I'd like to hear your take on the whole matter. I'd say this. Um, one of the weakest... Um, the brain knows this. It's weak um, when it's very emotional. <laughs> um, so, love to the brain is another weakness. A man in love is a weak man. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what are you saying? We shouldn't believe. Hey, we shouldn't believe. No, no. No, 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 no. All I'm saying is you're more logical when you're not in love, but you are not more logical when you're in love. So in that kind of sense, you are more likely to perceive something as and you like certain things might uh uh like go go past unnoticed as threats <laughs> all right all right all right all right all right guys i'm sorry for another interruption but you know you know it's about that time word for our sponsors have you guys been listening come on now come on now hit us up hit us up ah we're here we're here again uh break hit mr t you were still taking us through it man yeah yeah i was just saying i was just saying um being very emotional is a big weakness and somehow the brain really understands that kind of weakness because he understands it it like it it's way of functioning changes so just like when you are 
pumped with adrenaline. That's more likely your most, I don't want to say most powerful state, but one of your most powerful states because you can actually do anything that needs to be done at that moment for survival. So on the basis of love, uh, everything is just, <laughs> I believe, yeah, it's, you're not as logical as you could be. So when you when or when 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 you go on or like when you go onto that that conquest of uh, trying to um, yeah ex, like ex, express your strong uh, affection for somebody, you have to understand that um, okay you being vulnerable you're exposing a certain weakness and the brain understand that you ex, you ex, like you are uh, exposing a certain weakness about yourself like you are exposing your underbelly which is very fragile and somehow that's kind of related to your ego and when your ego that's like your identity in a way so and when you come across that kind of way you are literally at the mercy of the other person so when that happens is the construct of you know um from the failures that Tavo already mentioned i don't know if the i don't know what kind of name i'd put to it but it's something related to the fear of your own, your, something that will dent your ego or confidence. So um, it's, it's that kind of fear and of, of course your rejection and failure. So, and um, yeah, in that kind of sense, that's what basically is going through the mind of yeah, how to navigate and still come up on top. <laughs> yeah, you know, this, this mind thing is, 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 is like a, a complex place. It is a complex place. <laughs> it appears to be a complex place. Eh? Thought it was a swimming pool, but nope, nope. The further we go, dangerous neighborhood. The mind is a dangerous neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too many gangs. <laughs> Too many gangs. <laughs> yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Okay, okay. So this we we've established that our friend here is 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 a box of fears. Hey. It's like a box of a lot of fears, FOMO, fear of abandonment, fear of rejection, fear of failure, anxiety. Damn, it's going through the most. <laughs> he or she, he or she, don't want to marginalize anyone. He or she is going through the most, man. So, you know, there comes a point in in in, in, in our friend's life here. And then ah, he, realize, he or she realizes that, ah, you know what? I'm grown now, you know, and our friend passes this primary school phase and then, well, he's head, he or she is headed to high school now. Another new environment, new people have to try and make new friends again. And it's, you know, now we're relaying the events that actually occur like the night before this whole transition to high school, right? Our friend is having trouble sleeping. He or she is having, having trouble sleeping, tossing and turning, thinking, Thinking, yo, you know, new environment, new people. I have to make friends. I have to do this. I don't know if I'm gonna be good at that. I don't know if I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually pass this this time around. You know, his his he has all these questions now, and he he or she cannot fall asleep. So, mm-hmm. like, what 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 role does does fear? Ne? What role does this fear play in our in 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 our lives? Like this whole fear that is causing this little girl or boy toss and turn the night before the transition to high school what what role does that fear play in our, in, in our lives in general yeah, what are you still going with us uh, you can take this <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Um, personally, my understanding what 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 in essence what fear is fear fear is just the insecurities that we have about things and ourselves. And I'm not really good in terms of naming fears because I personally I don't really see the need to go out of my way to name every fear because the names are very ridiculous. <laughs> wow. Whatever they add, they add that name to something phobia, and I, I just find it very ridiculous to know all of those phobias. So, um, practically, what I think the kid is experiencing is, um, or the teenager, what the teenager experiencing there is, um, more like uh, it's the uncertainty of the environment the, the the kid is going into. So that fear is very heightened when the kid doesn't have a lot of self-confidence. So self-confidence has to do with, it's it's a kind of a healthy illusion that we put up every day of how competent we are. So when your fear is very high, it has a lot to do with your competency, like pre, uh, prehistoric, uh, prehistoric, your prehistorical competency and the, the things you engage yourself with and the things that you set your mind to do. So the more things that you have conquered, the more things that you have done right, you know, according to your own objectives and goals, the more likely confidence you'll have, the more likely a fear wouldn't really consume you as that much. You'd still feel it once in a while, but it wouldn't consume you because for some reason you have built you have built a healthy illusion of how to be yourself and like what kind of person you should be. You have a health you have a healthy illusion of what kind of person you want and the person what kind of person you should be something like that yeah <laughs> yeah no that hey, that was that was well structured that was well structured uh mr Tibza, your take oh, did we lose you no i'm still here <laughs> okay so the, the question was how, how what role does fear play uh yes in the context of the little boy tossing and the little boy a girl tossing and turning before like the high school transition. Oh, okay. Uh, I'd like to also reference it back to evolution. Right? Yeah. We have fears, or we, our ancestors had fears in the, in the past, right? And then to keep them safe, right? The same way that kid is tossing and turning. I'm sure at that point in time, we're thinking of all the scenarios, things that could go wrong or things that could go right and trying to uh, troubleshoot these problems in their head and avoid them the next day or something. And in that way, you're trying to prevent something from happening before it happens, but you're doing, doing everything in your head and it's keeping you awake all night. Yeah, yeah. And so the role is, it plays just that, to help you try to look at all these scenarios, these things that could happen and try to prevent them before they, could, they can happen. So in essence, it's keeping you safe. Mm. So it's 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 a preventative measure. Precisely, yeah. So fear serves as a preventative measure in this context. Okay, and then, uh, like, what advice would you give to this person that is experiencing this overwhelming fear or of like the the unknown? On my side, I I I I I, I concluded that the fear would be like the fear of the unknown or fear of uncertainty or whatever you'd like to call it. Uh, so like, how do you get around it? And like, what advice would you give to someone experiencing this overwhelming fear on how to deal with it? So the advice I'd give to that person is, this is what I, I like to do. Uh, when I when I get into a 
a new environment, a new situation. A new, I like to think of, of myself as an artist getting an, a new canvas, an empty canvas, where I'll be able to, to paint, paint a picture from, from scratch. Right? What I mean is you're getting a chance to reinvent yourself. So don't worry about what you're going to become, but rather worry about how you're going to become. <laughs> you get me? So yeah, yeah, just think of it as reinventing yourself, and don't worry about the end product. Don't worry about the end product, but rather worry about those small strokes of paint that you're going to make on the canvas. <laughs> the final product will come at the end, but yeah, just take it one day at a time. Wow, uh, I'd be I'd be inspired. <laughs> If I, was the, if, I was, if I was the kid tossing and turning, ah, the sleep would come. Now the sleep would be coming. Ah, I'm sleeping, ah, whatever. It's whatever, I'll sleep. I'll see you tomorrow. Wow, uh, that's, that's some very insightful stuff, man. Mr. G, on your side. Um, at best, I'll just tell sleep, man. If you still can't sleep, um, I would say... There's a concept by David Goggins called the cookie jar. So he uses it, he uses it for something different, but I believe this is still applicable in this kind of moment. So what basically the cookie jar is um, uh, basically all the best memories of you accomplishing something in, in, in your, in your past. So before you, before the, 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 the child sleeps or the teenager sleeps, what they should think about is all the good things that they have done in the past and they, they have uh, kind of like um, achieved and all the good things that they have, you know, yeah, all the good things that they overcome and all the objectives and goals that they have attained in their lives. And moments where, and they should specifically feed on to those moments where they thought a lot of things, it wasn't going to go their way, but they overcame and, you know, they, they got the desired objective. So upon that, it's like you are, you focus on those memories and you're just basically formulating and trying to steady your confidence. So because what's happening is fear erodes your confidence. It eats your, it's like it eats away your metal. It's like your confidence is your armor and fear is the, it's the rain plus the sun that eats away your metal. So what you always have to do is have to exp- like refine it with extra heat and you have to always, you know, make sure it's it's strong enough to in, endure the hardships uh, hardships around the world. And what you do about that is, you know, there are many ways to go about that. But in the context of just uh, sleeping um, for the night and trying to make sense of what's going to happen tomorrow in relation to what you can't control and what you don't know tomorrow, all the many variables that you are still yet to encounter and that you don't know, just you know, build up your confidence. Try not to show, don't don't try try not to be emotional at best. Whatever kind of routine you do, um, whether meditation, breathing, you do that. Something just do something that doesn't make you emotional, because being emotional eradicates your best way to think out of your out of the situation and it diminishes your creativity prowess. So and being creative is about also it's it's we are creative for the for the mere means of survival. So that's what I would say. Mr. T, they're going on uh, on emotions there. <laughs> you're taking jabs yeah, on yeah. emotions. You know, you started yeah, taking oh, a jab yeah. on love. No, you're taking jabs on you, 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 No, 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 it's just, 
Okay, okay. Let's just something before we go continue. Also, and and in the reference to the next day, um, whatever kind of personality you have, whether you are very intuitive or whatsoever, whatsoever. Uh, if you're very intuitive, uh, just lower down on your intuitiveness and then kind of like uh, be more observant. Um, deduce the best logical uh, assumptions based on you know timing. Um, to gathering all the necessary variables. That means, you know, be calm, be patient. And if you're in a context of you're in a group or something, or obviously it's high school, right? Try not to be the first, try not to be the last. Always be amongst the numbers, be blurred within the many numbers. And then, so you can then best in the people who go first and the people who go last. And in that moment, you don't risk anything. You just you're passive about it, but you're pass- you are actively collecting information on how to navigate the environment and the variables that you ex- you are now exposing yourself to. Mr. G, Mr. G, you're, you're taking chips on emotions, man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> at this point, because now we no longer believe in love. Now we, we, we are no longer supposed to fear anything. Hey, Mr. G, which emotion are we supposed to, to, to have now? You know? Like from like some time from now, you'll be saying, ah, even happiness is an emotion. We must not feel happiness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's in the context of the kid, man. You know, the kid is fearful, you know. So I'm just giving advice on how to have a more peaceful kind of mindset where you're not high on something or too low on something. <laughs> Mr. Tebza, they're saying, uh, don't worry about perfecting. The next day, worry about the how. I believe. I believe. I believe I summed it well. I don't. I, I don't know if I skewed anything in context, Mr. Tebza. Just, just sum up what you said. Nah, uh, what I said is, uh, don't worry about the final product. Mm. Worry about the steps you're going to take to get to the final product. Mm. In the steps. In the steps. Earlier on, earlier on, four more was mentioned. I didn't want to dive too deep into it because I knew it was a question coming eventually. So, you know, FOMO, you know, our, 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 our teenager, let's say teenager, not give this teenager any gender. Our teenager, they've settled in, but, you know, you could say they had trouble picking right friends. I mean, right at the end of the day, what is right for anyone is very subjective and very relative to the person. <laughs> And uh, yeah, they got involved with the wrong crowd. Let me put it in that way. Friends, you know, like peer pressure, our friend gets caught up in a certain circle of friends. Well, the rest is pretty much history. Our friend starts doing things that the group pretty much does. You know, like we said, how uh, people are likely to like adopt what happens in a group. You know, I don't know if you guys have ever been like, I don't know. I don't know if you guys have experienced it, right? So you know, now because you know of the introduction of like your status or or Instagram stories or whatever, you know, hey, everything is amplified now. It's no longer just you know, ah, yesterday we were at this, you know, we were at the spot. Hey, it was lit. You know, no, now you get to see it on the status in the moment. You know, <laughs> in the moment that they're opening your books and then ah. Let me just take 15 minutes break. And then I jump to status. Eh, 
Mang Mang A is 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 is, 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 is enjoying A. Mang Mang from the group also is also the A. Mang Mang from the group is also the yeses. Mm, only memes. <laughs> only memes. So you know, oh. this this is how our our teenager that we're grooming eventually gets sucked into that little world, you know, because of the FOMO. Now my next question is, why why are we so susceptible? Often, often, why are we so susceptible to this FOMO, the fear of missing out? Acceptance. Hmm. That's just that's just everything. We we all want to be accepted. We all want to feel like we belong in a society. And again, I'm um, sorry, sound like a record, a broken record. <laughs> uh, referencing back to evolution, <laughs> because if if you're within a society and, and then you you are not accepted, you are ostracized. They they kick you out of the society and then you're left alone to fend for yourself. And then if you fending for yourself, then you're less likely to survive. So we've carried that on with us through time, and we still have it even today. Even though we're not uh, likely to perish if we are alone, like in co- we, we are, but in comparison to to the past, right? But still, we still want to be accepted. Still want to feel like we belong to something. We belong to society. Hence, we have this fear of missing out. We we do things that other people do so that we feel a sense of belonging and mm-hmm. feel accepted. So it's like a deep yearning within all of us yeah. to be accepted. Wow! But yay. Wow. So you know, so what you're saying basically is that like if if I was to just be like, ah, you know what? I don't want to go to war. <laughs> they were going to toss me out. And then I was going to be eaten by lions, you know, or or I don't know, other other things. Vultures. I don't know if vultures eat people alive, do they? Do they eat people alive? <laughs> If you can't defend yourself, yeah, I'm sure they can eat you alive. Dude, Mr. G. Uh yeah, yeah. I think they they analyze the situation, how dead you are, how far from dying you are. If you're very like incapable of defending yourself, uh the meal starts. What? Shoot, but but but, but Tevza is saying because you'd be alone, you'd be more likely to die. So already they sense it, man. Already the vultures they sense it. They sense it that ah, this one. Doesn't have a pick. That's cool. Yes. Now, like I said, like you know, they they bargain with they bargain with um their own reasoning, like you know, uh whether how how much of how much of a threat are you to them by defending yourself. So obviously, the more they think that you can't really defend themselves, the closer they get to you. They are from like from just you know, uh, sitting in the chair, sitting in the trees, observing what's around, and now they start kind of like, you know, flying above you for intimidation. And then they start, you know, yeah, walking, like walking, like, uh, or flying above your head or stuff like that, just to observe by what extent can you truly not defend yourself. And they make their final analysis and they, they yeah, man, the meal is ready. Yeah, Mr. Tabs, they're touching on <clears throat> our need to be accepted, our need to, to be accepted because... You know, in, in, in a community, you want to feel like you belong. You want to feel, yeah, I believe I summed it up well, belonging, belonging and us wanting to be accepted. So, Mr. T, in your view, why are we so susceptible to FOMO? 
Um, personally, I believe uh, FOMO, like I said, fear, fear is just in my head, uh, I narrow it down to insecurities. So in, in first, in relation to the kid, um, the kid is insecure that he or she is not living enough. So their own definition of living isn't enough. And for some reason, the experience of the other people now feel like kind of questions the questions the livelihood of the kid saying summing up all the experiences does the kid feel like you know it's enough and in relation to other certain scenarios in relation to other certain scenarios i believe it's more like it's most likely about like yeah you're just not doing enough of something so basically whatever standard there is you're just insecure about it like you you you're not feeling you're not really confident in what you in what you have what you you know you possess what you ever doing but it's you just yeah insecure about it we have insecurities insecurities are at play insecurities yeah. are at play. as humans we don't have a chance we, we, we don't have a chance at fighting this fear thing it's always gonna be famous <laughs> it is going to be there always yes so you know we'll return to our friend we'll return to the teenager that we're grooming later on in the show if time permits but for now you know we've been diving we've been diving we've been diving deeper and deeper into fear but you know i believe now is probably the best time to actually answer the question i try and ask the question what exactly is fear you know what exactly is fear i still uh what around that that acronym of fear she is just false evidence appearing real. <laughs> and, not, and not to say that that false evidence is good or bad, but it's just false evidence that appears real. And our brains make it appear real for a reason. For what reason is it? <laughs> to keep us safe, to keep the body safe. It's like, I like to think of it like, a, I don't want to say an antivirus, but yeah, it's just that thing that, a, a pre precaution, a precaution, precaution. Yeah. Fear keeps us safe for survive. Uh, Master T, your take. What is fear in your perspective? Uh, man, like, I still think it's an insecurity, man. Fear is just insecurities that we have about ourselves, about the things surrounding us, and our most importantly, the it's just fears in relation to how competent we are about something um so yeah it's just fears man just yeah our insecurities fear how would i define fear how would i define fear i think my definition would also like you know like shift more into into towards territory there thereby evolution thereby it being there to make us survive certain things but past past a certain degree i believe fear can be can be can be a bit irrational, you know, be because of our nature to 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 learn from the environment. So the environment might have irrational fears, and then we can also adopt that. Some fears are just let me say innate, you know, and then like we we're just born with them, and we we have to find ways to live with them and like tame them sometimes. And yeah. <laughs> hey yo, hey yo! Sorry for the interruption. I hope you guys are enjoying the show. Hope you guys are connecting and uh, relating as well. 
So I'd like to have a word with our potential sponsors out there who are tuning in and say this could be your spot. Just drop us an email at F is for Philo or find us on Facebook. Head us up. You know what to do. Yeah, that was our ad break. I don't know who's in charge of the ad break this time, but the, that was our ad break. <laughs> you know, hopefully next time it'll be you. You being the sponsors that are listening, you know, you could get yourself a, and then, yeah, you know, next time I'll be like, mm, it was XX on the, on the, on our ads, advertising, so and so far. Uh, James, uh, it's been a delightful evening and wait, afternoon, no, evening, let me say evening. It's been a delightful evening, another episode of Life is for Flow, and, you know, we're nearing our the end of the show and eventually we'll you know we'll, we'll delve back into fear because i feel like fear is one of those things you can never necessarily like you know uh grasp entirely because i mean the, the more you try to grasp it the more it it, it kind of eludes you and then then like mr tibbs keeps on saying the best conversations are otherwise left unfinished and you know nearing the end of the show James, uh, what are some other last, like, closing remarks that, no, what other things did we not delve into that concern fear that you feel uh, you still want us to dive to? This is the moment for that. Uh, I just feel like we, we looked at uh, fear from a negative lens. And I, I, I like to believe that there are also positives that come out of uh, fear. Yeah, the 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 floor is yours, Mr. James. The floor is yours. Oh, I thought that was for the next segment or something. But okay, uh, <laughs> yeah, I believe that it's sometimes fear is, as you said, it's there to make you survive, although it's. It, it, it doesn't appear, yeah, I mean, although it's false evidence, right, that uh, appears real, it's there for a reason. Our bodies do things do things for a reason. They don't, don't just do things. So with that, we should, quote-unquote, respect fear. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, there's, there's another perspective we are diving into. But, yeah, <sighs> man. Yeah, it's, it's fine. I think it's best we, we leave the audience in suspense, you know, awaiting another segment. Awaiting another segment. I mean, another, another, another fear, another fear part two. So audience, stay, in tune, stay tuned for, you know, a fear part two or a part three or part four. Hey, you never know. You never know with these things. Message. I just feel like, you know, um, yeah. My, um, we should have also touched something on more of like how to deal with it, how to, um, yeah, how to live with it, deal with it. Uh, if you need to resolve it, resolve it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you saying something? Nope. Uh, yeah. No, you can go on. Yeah, I was just saying, like you know, yeah, we should have kind of like, um, yeah, on how to deal with it. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, do you want to close off on, on like advice on that? Now that you brought it to my attention. 
Um, I don't really have solid advice, but I just say like you know, um, I believe confidence is is a huge. It's a huge. Uh, I just say confidence is like an opposite to fear in a way. Um, okay, that's very strong. Uh, let me let me let me let me let me say what I need to say from ground zero. Okay, I just say, man, confidence. Confidence is it's it's a it's a good thing, and um, you having a high like you know having a lot of uh, confidence, you can uh, approach your fears. So and uh, when like you know that's something like your low self esteem, like when you have uh, low self esteem, most like you're most likely vulnerable to your fears than ever, because you just yeah you you don't feel good about yourself. So feeling good about yourself could help you deal with all the fears that you might have in your life. Mm-hmm. And then how? Then the next thing is okay. How can you uh, be more confident? Um, like I said, it's not solid advice. So, but just do things that you love the most, like the things that you always have in your mind that are like you think they are for you or are good for you. Or the things that you want, do them more. The more you do them, the more you feel great to be alive. The more you feel good to be who you are. Uh, and just know that you know when you try to sit, it gets a it, it, it's a problem if you have those ambitions, goals, or whatever, or things that you want or need, and you go you don't go up after that. Your brain sees that and it sees that weakness, and in a way that brings you to low self-esteem so to build it up keep on doing the very things you know that you know you seek for your life like confidence is just another typical muscle so it needs kind of food or it needs friction in a way so whatever it needs some form of uh, effort put into it for it to grow Mr. T delving deeper into into confidence there. Mr. T, is this like a precursor to a to a confidence episode? Should we be eyeing or should we <laughs> should we be eyeing a, a confidence episode there by your side? Nah, nah, it's too soon. I haven't mastered the art of confidence, but I've noticed that you know, uh, if ever you wanted to do anything great in life, confident you need confidence, man. A whole lot of confidence. Mm. confidence 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 being the, the opposite of fear as mr t puts it uh mr tabs do you want to add on that uh i'm not feeling confident right now so no. <laughs> 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 oh a lot was said today a lot was said we went from formal we went from fear of abandonment to uh, the fear of rejection, the fear of failure, to exploring why exactly we actually have this fear of FOMO, and then delving deeper into actually understanding what the concept of fear actually is from all our different perspectives. And, you know, I hope this was a very insightful episode for everyone. And I mean, and as Mr. T and Mr. Zebda said, there's still a lot we haven't delved into and still a lot we haven't touched on, especially like the positive sides of fear. And you know, I don't know. I think I think this is this is Mr. T and Tebza saying, hey, you know, 
hey, we should be eyeing something there by their side. We should be eyeing something there by their side. But, you know, let me keep you all in that suspense. And, yeah, we're nearing 60-second segment. 60-second segment, guys. Uh, 60-second. Mr. G? Uh, before I say anything within 60 seconds, I just want to say the next episode is uh, Death. Mm. Oh, my favorite. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 did you ever, uh, did you ever make a podcast with the name Death? No, it was I remember denial. Was it denial. denial. Yeah, it was denial. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just, yeah, I'm, yeah, it's Death. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, 60 second segment, Mr. TT will be in the death episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just um uh as a buffer. Just a moment. Your device has been disconnected. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, here's my line. Here's my line. Our fears are the manifestations of our character deficiencies. Mr. Deboho. Yeah, for my side, 60 seconds. I just like to read the, the quote from After Earth that I mentioned earlier. Uh, so it goes. Fear is not real. The only place that fear can exist is in our thoughts of the future. It is a product of our imagination, causing us to fear things that do not at present and may not ever exist. That is near insanity. Mm. Do not misunderstand me. Danger is very real, but fear is a choice. Fear. Fear is a choice. Hey, bro. Huh. Well, what do I want to say on my side? <laughs> what do I want to say on my side regarding regarding fear? Mm. Mm. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Mm. Ah, yo, 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 yo went smart with all with, with all your fear sixty second segments. Ah, nah. No, no, no. In my sixty second segment, I'm I'm just putting a full stop. Yeah, just just a dot. <laughs> yeah, I'm joining your sentences and putting a dot. Yeah, boom. So yeah, that has been efforts for Philo, and you know, stay tuned for more episodes, and you know, go ahead and look at the episodes we've already uh we've already published. That's the word, and you know, make sure to always stay tuned, man, for more perspectives from Athos and Fellow. And if you want us to advertise your your content or advertise something from your end, you know, be sure to call us or like email us or text us on all the the platforms that that are available in this current day and age. And you know, preferably our email at fsfulfellow at gmail.com. You know the drill, guys. In three, two, one, it depends. It depends. <laughs>